This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres. But we also have a special guest today joining us for the show. And Mr. Jeffrey Kahn is with us, or as some of you out there may know him as the King Kahn. <laughs> Even though he literally shook his head, he's like, don't call me that. He's like, don't call me I think I dropped the King nickname a little bit. Gotcha, your, gotcha. Your your wishes are command, sire. Oh God, here we go. But he'll still always be kind. He'll always be kind. Yes. Always be. Kind. Uh, but uh, today we've got a really fun show for you guys. We got you know a trailer to talk about. We've got a couple big movies to talk about that we all got a chance to see these uh, past couple weeks. So very exciting stuff. So today we're going to kick off the show. We're going to be talking about a brand new trailer for a brand new Pixar movie that's hitting theaters this summer called Elemental. We got our first big glimpse at the movie with this new trailer. Let's talk about it. Let's start with Khan. What did you think of this trailer for Pixar's Elemental? Um, I mean, I am one of the biggest Pixar fans, at least that I know. Um, but it does, I am a little worried that it does look like it's uh, derivative of things like Zootopia Mm-hmm. Or anything else that has like a, a society of like different creatures that are not human, um, so it's a little scary. But and it's also from the same guy who did the Good Dinosaur. Oh fuck! I didn't know. I didn't know that. That movie had a lot of Ugh. that movie had a lot of production issues, so oh, it's not all man, that guy's that, fault. That, but, I think that might have been yeah. one of the hardest movies for me to watch from Pixar. That was I know. brutal. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But you know. Dark days. Uh, I don't know if that's all his fault because there's production issues and such, Okay, all right. Maybe it was uh, production issues. Look, we don't know. So, yeah, I'm still holding on hope that this can be good because, you know, Pixar, okay. a, a lot of times, will surprise you. Um, like, even in Luca, they'll have that strong emotional connection at the end when you're mm-hmm. not expecting it. Um, so, it could still be good, but um, I'm skeptical. Skeptical. Okay, Khan is skeptical. Nancy, what are you? What, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> green. No green. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for this movie. Wow, I think okay. it, it looks very generic. Uh, it looks Pixar's very, crying right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. It just looks very generic. Very like Cogna saying, um, like let's teach kids about how not to be racist in like a new <laughs> version of just right. like we don't mix with other elements and then like you know where this is going uh so i hope they at least like have some more depth to it if they're gonna go that route but yeah not don't really have high expectations for this one all right elemental over two andres how about you <laughs> i mean you guys saw my reaction as i was watching that trailer so <laughs> yeah, I <we> mean... <laughs> it was muted to say the least <laughs> <laughs> it, and and, and for, uh, to clear up any confusion, I was not muted as well. <laughs> like like that's yeah. how that's that's. Oh, my you were just talking the whole time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but the thing is, I mean, here's the thing with this particular type of movie and with any Pixar movie in general, most of the time or maybe half the time, sometimes it's kind of tough to really sum up a movie for trailer from Pixar. Like, you look at the trailer for Inside Out, and honestly, I thought that was a very forgettable trailer, and it looked very generic and all the other stuff as well, but we weren't prepared for the emotional punch that that movie was going to give us. And then when you see it all come together, you're like, oh, this is, a, this is an example of a movie that cannot be broken down into a trailer and sold in that way. And that's kind of one thing that Pixar should pride themselves on, is that... 
it's it's one of those things where it's like their movies are almost hard to sell. But the thing is, is that when you see them, they're an experience. So judging from what I've seen on this trailer, it doesn't necessarily wow me. It doesn't necessarily make me go, oh, I need to go see that opening day. It just looks like, you know what? This could be good. This just could be good. And I mean, honestly, you guys were there when when I saw the the, tie, the date flash up and I'm like, oh, OK, I'm probably never seeing this because it comes out on the same day as the flash does. And I'm like, that's going to be tough to that's going to be tough to basically go up against. I mean, you either got a brand new Pixar movie or you got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. So there you go. Yeah, it's other things. apparently we live in a world where Andres thinks movies just come out for one day, so we must decide. <laughs> you never get to see them again. Yeah. Also, um, side note, R.I.P. Bing Bong. Oh, gee, don't bring that up. Come on. I don't, th- I don't think they spoiled Bing Bong in the trailer for Inside Out, speaking of what Andres was saying. So, yeah, I think it's Pixar just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm with Andres where I feel like Pixar usually comes out with very underwhelming trailers, and that the movies themselves usually end up being a lot better than the trailers. Like I know a lot of the Toy Story movies and a lot of their other uh, like animated hits. Like I remember seeing the trailers for them and thinking this this looks okay, like super forgettable. And then you see the movie, you're like, wow, that was fantastic. Like they completely undersold this movie. So like, yeah, this trailer didn't really do anything (laughs) for me. I mean, I think it looks beautiful as. You know, every Pixar movie does. Uh, I like the concept, but yeah, it does kind of look a little bit derivative. It feels very Zootopia-esque. feels very kind of like heavy-handed in terms of like what theme it's trying to bring across. But then again, look, the movie might be really good. It might have a lot of depth to it. It might have really great characters and humor and heart, that sort of thing. I like to give Pixar like the benefit of the doubt just because a lot of the times I don't like their trailers and then I end up loving their movies. So yeah, I'm not like super amped for this movie, but I have a feeling that when I actually see it, I'll probably enjoy it a lot more than I think I will. And I'm always game for a pleasant surprise. So we shall see when it hits theaters uh, this June uh, and we'll see how it fares and we'll see if it's any better than this kind of underwhelming trailer. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on to the two big movies we're going to be talking about this week. Two movies I think we're all dying to talk about. Two really huge movies. One, I, I think a big pleasant surprise and the other somehow better than <laughs> I thought it was going to even be. And let's talk about our first film and that is, of course, John Wick Chapter 4. Now, obviously, it goes without saying for both of these movies, we're going to be talking spoilers for both of these films. So if you haven't seen them, definitely do not continue listening or watching this episode. You have been warned. That is your spoiler warning. But without further ado, let's talk about fucking John Wick 4. Let's do it, people. There's so much to discuss. So much. But first, just like just give your brief thoughts of like what you thought of the movie. And then we'll dive into some spoilers and really talk about this thing. So let's start with Nancy. What did you think of John Wick 4? And, you, and this is someone who, from our knowledge, wasn't really a huge fan of the first three movies. And only going, recently saw them. Yeah, and only recently well, I didn't saw watched them. any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch any. I binge-watched all three of them yep. before the deadline. Yes, you did. I made it. You did it. Mm-hmm. So you I was very it. proud of myself. Uh, yeah, the, the first one was just as good. I will say, though, I watched it, had... I had been up since like seven in the morning. And so there were a few spots where I was like, okay, wake up. I'm starting to fall like fall asleep here. Right. How, uh, so how, the, how do you fall asleep in a John Wick movie? Bam, bam. It's just like it's no, like there were so definitely, no, no, no. There were definitely there are, scenes there, there in between. There are people who can where, sleep through those kinds of movies. Yes. Like my mom yeah. will sleep through ambulance. Yeah, my mom will be wide awake during like a hard hitting drama, but then if it's something like Avatar or Fast and Furious five minutes in, she's just like it's possible yeah so it's possible if you're that tired then yes um no obviously during the action scenes i was very 
uh, in tune to what was going on. But in between, I was just getting a little bit tired. So the, the runtime did get to me a little bit. However, I think the action scenes were fantastic. I love that they incorporated, um, you know, fighting with like the swords and like ninja stars and like all that stuff as opposed to just guns. I feel like when it's just a gunfight, it just gets a little bit repetitive for me. It's just not as fun. So I love that they added other elements into this movie. I will say because I binge watched all three, there were some things I like was starting to forget. One of them being that they have bulletproof uh, suits on. And so during the first few fight scenes, I was like, how the fuck are these guys not getting shot? I was like, okay, he just definitely got shot. Like, what is happening? And then to see them running around like vampires where they're just like, hey. It's so fucking funny. Because apparently like everyone has a bulletproof vest now. So it's literally just like so many scenes where it's just like, Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. That was hilarious. So it's even more hilarious when you forget that for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. It's all coming back to me. So, no, but I really loved it. Um, Yeah, no, I thought overall it was great. And the action scenes were just fantastic. And they didn't feel too dragged on. Because I feel like sometimes that's what happens with uh, when I'm watching an action movie is that it just feels so drawn out, but there's Uh nothing to elevate the scene. And I feel like they didn't fall into that. Yeah, so. well, that's good. Oh, now my question for you, though, Nans. Now that you've seen all four, which one was your favorite mm. one? Uh, probably this one, to be honest. Oh, okay. Look I at that, John Wick the... coming in clutch. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the third one, for whatever reason, I was having a hard time focusing on it, and I don't know why. Yeah, I would say probably the fourth one, then the first one are the order I would go in. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, well, now we'll move on to Khan. What did you think of John Wick Chapter 4? I mean, I won't lie that when I did see like the two-hour, 40-minute runtime, I was a little scared that this is going to... I'm going to get burned out by this movie. But afterwards, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. I don't think I was breathing for that whole last act. um, (laughs) Yeah. Staircase fight. Um, But yeah, it's amazing how they keep managing to top themselves with the action. Um, I mean, there's some parts where it slows down and you're like, okay, let's just, let's move on and let's, let's get to the next action scene. But overall, I think it's really good. And I loved how, well, mild spoiler, but I th- loved how they brought it back to basics by uh, showing that John Wick really cares about dogs. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. So that yeah. was, that was a I nice touch, part. nice emotional beat. And uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Okay. All right. Look at that. Two for two, John Wick four. All right, Andres, bring it home. Uh, all right. Um, honestly, going into this movie, like... I, I did see the trailers, but I ignored all the trailers. And to me, it was just like, I, I, I don't need to be sold on this movie in any way, shape, or form. I know my ass is in there. And then pretty much just the overwhelming amount of hype that went into this movie. And people were saying it was better than the original, and it's the best one yet. And I'm like, in like UConn, two hours and 47, is that really going to become the best one out of the franchise and by god coming out of this movie it was i i could have watched another hour of this it just went it it, it moved so fast it was perfect there was not a single fat to trim off of it dare i say it this one for me the action was so well paced and so well choreographed and also they had done things that you had not seen before with other Action films, and also with just the fact that you're dealing with 
so many different elements. Like, you know, you're dealing with the melee stuff. You're dealing with the gun stuff. You're also dealing with a combination of the two. Like, it almost just feels like it's a boss battle at certain points with the guys with the bulletproof vest. And then they're just like... Like, like, just so many drastically different things. And that's just the first half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie turns into the greatest warriors just throwback on the planet. So, needless to say, I fucking love this movie. It is maybe a hair, like a hair below the original for me. But... The argument can go either way. I can see anybody saying, I love this one better than the first. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, who knows? You might mean when the movie comes out digitally, I'll probably just be like, you know what? Maybe this one's better with time. But God, this one went from being in danger, being an overhyped movie for me. And to me, it's it's I mean, I don't use this word around quite a bit, but it's definitely a masterpiece in terms of action filmmaking. Like, this one breaks so many boundaries, so many rules, and so many things that they do right, and then it was just perfect. I loved it. Mwah! Chef's kiss, John Wick 4. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. That's like the best way I can put it. It's just fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just, it's everything I want from a John Wick movie. It's just, I'm a, such a huge fan of this franchise. I've loved every single one of these movies. And it was just, again, yeah, the hype was ridiculous. So many people, you know, I feel like nowadays we throw around the word masterpiece like it's nothing. No. And so like, you know, people calling a movie a masterpiece doesn't really do anything for me anymore. I was just like, okay, here we go. Calling another movie a masterpiece. And then it's probably going to be pretty good. But like masterpiece is a little bit bold. And then after watching, I would say even just like the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, I think they were underselling this movie. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, just the action sequences in this movie are somehow even better and more well choreographed and just more gorgeous than the ones in the previous movies. It's just amazing how each movie has, like Khan said, managed to top itself and become even grander in scope and how they keep putting new things into these action sequences. You know, there's guns, there's nunchucks. Oh my God, the nunchuck sequence in this fucking movie is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. You know, having a whole fight sequence take place in oncoming traffic is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on screen. I was losing my the mind during that scene. scene. Yeah, the frog scene. The, the whole staircase sequence had my whole crowd so invested and so vocal oh, that like literally yeah. like, like literally <laughs> during that sequence when he got kicked like all the way down the stairs, someone yeah. behind me was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, was, the guy next to me was yeah. like, oh, not all the way down. And then he goes even further. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's just so funny because I think at this point people are really starting to realize I think like John Wick is just some sort of like invincible superhero because like he's like rolling down the stairs and some guy's like, oh, come on, you'd be dead. Like you'd be fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, like, the amount I, of times he's fallen from yeah. like three story buildings and just like even the dog in this yeah. movie got hit by a car oh. and just like got up like nothing. Yeah, just like, shook it off, fuck? man. Just shook it off. <laughs> but... But honestly, it's just, it really is a masterpiece of action filmmaking. I think the performances all around are fantastic. I love fucking Keanu Reeves in this role. He's so perfectly suited for it. And just, you see the amount of effort he puts into this character and all the training that he does. It really shows. And I'm glad that, you know, Chad Stahelski, you know, can film action this way where, like, there's little to no cuts. It's beautiful to look at. You can really appreciate all the stunt work and choreography, all the work that went into it. I mean, if there's a case to be made for why there should be a best stunt coordination Academy Award mm -hmm. category, 
this is the movie to really show that like we need to be recognizing these people for the work that they do because it's absolutely incredible. I mean, every action sequence kind of topped itself in this movie. The storytelling was fantastic. The world building continues to be amazing in the series. All of the new characters that they introduced were incredible, especially Donnie Yen's character, Kane, who was <laughs> amazing in this movie and had a lot more screen time and depth than I thought he was going to. Shamir Anderson's Mr. Nobody character, so fascinating and so cool in this movie. I loved him. You know, Bill Skarsgård as the villain, you know, basically like this like mustache storling villain. He was fun to watch, even though his accent was a little bit, um, shall we say, okay, thank you. spotty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, is he? I, thought I didn't he know what he was supposed German to be. German or something? And then when they said yeah. French, I was like, yeah. French? It, was, it felt like a yeah, mix was, between was, the two. It was strange. But I will say, but I will say, Bill played that role so perfectly to oh, a yeah, team where you, yeah. where you, where you, where you, yeah. The, the the very I mean come on the very second that the third act comes about and he's like yeah I'll, I'll fight John Wick he ain't gonna make it to that to that to that uh, he ain't gonna make it to that church yeah. uh, you know what let's raise the bounty up to twenty five million and you're like wait what piece when of garbage <laughs> no, no. yeah. I mean, he lacked an accent he he made up for in menace respect. and charm it, like yeah and exactly. also like kudos to the costume designer for his character like everything yeah, exactly. he wore every, I was like ooh, Jesus right? Christ I was like damn dude what a fucking sparkly fit. suit yeah I was like every time like, he came hey. on screen I was like damn I want that that's nice look at that <laughs> um but yeah just overall super satisfied with the sequel you know I you know I recently rewatched the first three movies leading up to this one you know and enjoyed them as I always do but I really do think think that this is the masterpiece of this franchise and if this is the last film which it certainly could be given the fact of you know how it ends with John Wick seemingly dying um, I would be more than happy for this to be the last one but of course you know the fan in me wants there to be more well keep in mind we do have ballerina coming out but that could probably take place before the events of this movie yeah I believe it's set before Oh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. But it's right. not, yeah, but that is technically Which, another film in the universe, so he will, yeah. Keanu yeah. will presumably be back. Yeah, they, are, they already thinking. confirmed that he'll be in it, yeah. yeah. Oh, he will be in it? Yeah, him and mm-hmm. Ian McShane are going to both be in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I was talking yeah. to Joy, and I was like, I I loved it, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> in the sense of, like, <laughs> I feel like not once so it... Fast. Yeah, I feel like, because I don't want it to be like the Fast and Furious movies, where you just have, like, these very generic... Yeah. I mean, like, but, like, they already had, like, so the... Uh, like, the head of Lionsgate be like, we don't want this to be the end, because, you know, it's making so much money, and <laughs> they're doing so well. Oh, sure. The, the, no, 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 the, 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 very second, the very second that you're small that your smaller action movie produced by a much more independent studio than all the other ones in Disney and all this other stuff the moment that movie opens up and becomes the biggest opening of 2023 even higher than the Marvel movie and even higher than a DC movie and any other event film that's come out so far of course the freaking studio head's gonna be like, you know yeah. what? Maybe we want one more. You know what? Fifth one. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 that but that also goes back to when they greenlit this movie. They greenlit this movie as two films originally. Yeah. I remember because that. this was pre-pandemic, and I'll be willing to bet you that the first half of this. Well, well, they decided to just opt for just one movie and combine the two movies into one, which is where the two and a half hours uh, comes in. But I'll be willing to bet you that the that the first half was supposed to be them setting up for the duel, and then the second half was supposed to be John Wick on his way to the duel. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, honestly, it, it just felt like we were getting so many movies crammed into one, but in the best way possible. Like, yeah. there's not been a movie, like, I don't know, like, like even though the Batman was over three hours, I mean, it didn't feel like it had, like, a fourth act. 
I mean, definitely The Dark Knight definitely felt like it had a fourth act, but this one definitely felt like, oh my god, I did not want this to stop. So yeah, I just I could have watched it for days. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> but 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 also, sorry, real quick before we go on even further, what did you think about the dragon's breath scene? That's the one that of the is, best things I've ever seen in my life. Movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, initially just, you think oh it's god. just like a like a like a quick shot from yep. the top down, but yep. then the longer it keeps going, like oh crap, they're really just filming yep. this all from the top down. It's and amazing, with the, the and I love how they teased amazing. you like they were going to do it again, like like where like they go up again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they're not going to do it again, and, and it was like the movie fucking with you. I was like, that whole sequence was incredible, like it just it's just such good filmmaking, like such good filmmaking. And it's inventive because you've yeah. never seen that type of gun. But there's so much, like, almost, almost yeah. every fight sequence in this movie felt like something I had never seen before. And it was just, it was incredible. It was so refreshing just as a fan of action movies to see all these action sequences that are so well done and so different and th- that don't feel repetitive. Because, like Nancy said, when you have a movie that's almost three hours long and a lot of it has to do with guns, it's like it could get really repetitive. It could get really kind of boring. But they keep upping the stakes, they keep adding new items to make things fresh and exciting. And it just, it never lets you down it's so damn good yeah no and just even watching that sequence in particular like just the choreography that they had to do in order to basically not only choreograph just a man coming into the room but just what he's doing before he gets into that room Mm -hmm. and just seeing how all of that comes into play it is a logistical nightmare as a creative or as a freaking director and chad just pulled it off with such ease and it was so beautiful to watch on screen and then also it gave the audience a sense of danger and a sense of a sense of what's called a sense of um sense of anxiety because of the fact that you see two people coming in from the right hand and you see one person coming up from the back and then you're like oh my god like like you're like like you're you're stressed out having to deal with like like just how he's going to evade all these people all in at once and it was, it's just so perfect. And not only does it work as an inventive gimmick, but it also works as a storytelling method and just a way that it would have been so much more difficult to portray that in cuts or in like close ups, just in the regular way that they were doing it. And then so just to do it the way that they did was fantastic in itself. And I mean, honestly, there's just so much. To really adore about the craft that went into this film, and and keep in mind, I never thought I would be saying that about a John Wick movie. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's one of those where I'm it's like, time travel back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the original was great in so many respects in terms of what it did for for gunplay and for gun choreography, and I kind of felt like the second one kind of kind of regurgitated the same area, and then you sort of start to felt a little. Like like that they were kind of they were kind of trudging in the same territory with the third one, you know. But you add you add Halle Berry's character in, and that I thought was different enough. But this one feels like it lived up to the name of John Wick. Oh, hundred percent. I like the fact that we get more human John Wick in this one. I feel like he's been running around, you know, all these movies, and like the first movie, like you really get to know him, and then the second and third movie, his character kind of takes a backseat to a lot of the action. You know, there's little tidbits here and there but you don't really get to kind of see the human in John Wick but I mean I guess it goes in terms of like the storytelling of you know the more he enters this world the more of himself that he loses because he's slipping back into being who he used to be but I like that in this movie there's little scenes here and there that remind you that he's like a human being that like he's not afraid to you know be vulnerable you know like that scene in the church with Donnie Yen where you know like he's kind of praying for you know to, to talking to his wife and you know Kane is just kind of like you know do you think that she can hear you and he's like no and then he's like why bother he's like well maybe i'm wrong like little things like that 
I love. Yeah. Or like that moment where he could, you know, kill that, um, you know, could, could kill the Mr. Guy. Nobody, but then he decides to kill the guy who's about to kill his dog in like a little, in a moment. And I was like, that's yeah. a great little, you know, human moment there. And then, you know, when he's bleeding out on the stairs after the duel and he's like, you know, getting glimpses of his wife and he's ready just to kind of like lie down, rest, die peacefully, be reunited with his wife. It was just nice to see these little bits of the human John Wick being put in there. And, you know, Reeves got a chance to sell that. So I was happy to see that. The conversation about what will be on your tombstone, and then yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, putting that, that on the tombstone that was, that was good yeah. as well. That was Do we so think he's great. actually dead though? Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm not gonna lie. I really thought the there was gonna be like, I thought there was gonna be a post-credit scene where it like pull a uh, Batman where he's like in Paris. <laughs> no, we're just like in fucking Paris enjoying life, like. Not oh, okay. I mean, really like, I mean, I feel like you could see I, that I, ending either movie. way. That's why I think it works. Yeah. It's like if you want to make another movie, you could just say, "Oh yeah, they killed John Wick so that he could be free." And then if it really is the last one, then yeah, John Wick died. I just think it's hilarious after all this shit that he got yeah. hit with, all the falls he took, that what killed him was like two gunshots. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you survived. No, and he got like shot yeah, like the, in the gut or whatever. And I was like, oh, he could fucking get past that. I think that. he probably just let the wounds. But, but, but I think. Yeah. But, but but I think it's more. More poetic if he dies at the end because yeah, all throughout same. the series it's all throughout the series you just see that this guy he's he's clinging to life he has to cling on to life so just the mere fact that not only is he taken out at the very end but he's also taken out by his best friend and that's and that's and that's like love was the thing that saved him and love is the thing or his his love in friendship was the thing that released him from this life. And I think that was a little more poetic than it is to sort of just have it be like, oh, well, you know what? He's still alive out there, which it could still work, but, but like, I don't like, know. I, I just feel I, like... I, 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 think, I think it's so perfect just the way yeah. it was. Because I just feel like... If they truly, truly want to bring him back, I would say we're okay without another John Wick movie, but just have John Wick as a periphery character sort of like for lack of a better word, Nick Fury in the Avengers movies where he's sort of just in the background out there. He's technically dead. He's he's dead to the universe, but he has to be dead to the universe. Otherwise, all the assassins are going to keep coming after him no matter what. I mean, like, even in that original film, he didn't even have a bounty put on him or anything like that. And people were just trying to kill him only because, like, well, I want to be the guy that killed John Wick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's just like I feel like the one of the charms of this franchise that the story has been really like simple. It's like, OK, someone killed his dog and he decided to get revenge for that. And then he now he just wants to get out of this world again. And it's just like his fight to finally get out of that world. And now he did. Mm -hmm. So it's like now I'm thinking to myself, it's like I don't really want to like force him a, out of retirement yet again. I just feel like it just it kind of takes yeah. away from the power of this ending and where it just feels like it's like a perfect conclusion where like I'm I'm perfectly fine if we don't get another John Wick sequel just because I, th I was so satisfied with these four movies and I think it told one nice complete story that I feel like it would just be like over milking it you know at, at that point yeah. where it's just like okay well he's gonna come out of retirement again like you'd have to have one hell of a reason yeah I mean well, look, you, you, can, I, look, yeah, you can tell Keanu's getting a little, a little slower was part of what I was thinking too because you know he's the producer on the film I feel like this was his way of being like guys I'm, I'm old. too old for this shit. <laughs> God, I'm okay. old, like, man. Up to 60. Four was enough. <laughs> yeah. I can be yeah. a side character in other movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Because now we can create the JWEU, the John Wick Extended Universe. <laughs> That's what it's doing, yeah. Follow all the characters besides John Wick. All right, but like, exactly. here, here's a good question, though. With Ballerina coming out, we know they're not going to just let it be called Ballerina. They're gonna, there's going to be some colon and then something to tie it into John Wick. What do we think the subtitle is going to be? <laughs> I made the joke on Twitter that it should be Ballerina, a Knives Out mystery. Uh, because Anadeo was <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you just yep. a stealth knives out sequel, just starring Anadeo Armas, um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna be like like tales of John Wick or the John Wick universe or something, or tales from the Continental. Or something. I, I, I would I would be on board for that because remember the Continental is getting its own TV series as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they've already shot the they've already shot the. Um, the pilot and uh, it should be premiering in the fall on Peacock. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going with that. <laughs> I love how we're so, all so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Con, I thought for some reason you were going with like Tales from the Crypt. Like Tales from maybe, maybe. the Wick. Right, well, well, Nancy, what <laughs> do you think the, the title will be? <laughs> no, fuck it. I know. I'm not good at making titles. Just make one up. Just make I one up. Have I have one. It. I thought Tales from the Wick. Just like Tales from the Wick. Tales from the Wick. I love it. Andre's for tale. It's gonna go. A Wick's tale. A Wick's tale. A Wick's tale. <laughs> oh, <a> wick's tale. <laughs> I like that I would, one. I, I would. I would. I would go. Um, ballerina. A wicked good time. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. So he's going for the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a wicked good time. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. All right, well, you've they heard our, you've they heard our guesses. One, but, yeah. yeah, they definitely shouldn't have one. It just you know you got to let people know it's from this franchise. Otherwise, how are they supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. yep. So dumb. Random question for Andres: oh. Do you know what '90s movie I thought of when he kept falling down the stairs? <laughs> oh my god, I, I was thinking oh. about this. Oh man, I'm blanking on '90 kids movie. Family movie. Really Newsflash! You're a side lost! Yes! Surf ninjas. <laughs> Surf ninjas. Fuck it. That was always my like favorite scene of that movie when I was Do you think that was out. their inspiration? For this oh, scene. absolutely. <laughs> Probably. Better be. Surf ninjas mixed with a little bit of Joker, mixed with John Wake, and oh, that's yes, what yeah. you get. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. But out of, out of five pints, what would we give John Wick Chapter Four? Let's start with Khan. Out of five, what are we giving it? Um, I think I initially was at like a four and a half. I'll go to like a four point seven five. Whoa. Okay. All right. Now that I'm yeah. Thinking about it. How come Khan gets to do that? You always yell at me when I do that. He's a guest. <laughs> four point seven. He's a guest. That's oh, like a pint oh, oh, and a so, shot. So, we so, have so to hold ourselves to higher standards. Now? We have to hold ourselves to higher standards. <laughs> so that's like, like that's like four pints and a shot is what I'm hearing. Sure. <laughs> All right, Nancy, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go four. Four out of five. All right, Andres. You know what? I'm going to go the distance. I'm going to go the distance on this because seriously, yeah. the thing is, with a five out of five movie, it is reserved for a movie that I can't think of anybody that I'm not going to tell to go see this freaking movie. This is absolutely a five out of five movie for me. So yeah, five out of five. Yep, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. It's in my mind like a perfect action movie. I don't say that lightly. I think it just works on every level, and I just I left so unbelievably pumped and satisfied. I wanted to tell every single person I knew to go see it, and you know everyone who I know who has seen it has like had the same kind of reaction where they're like, yeah, that was absolutely insane, and I loved every second of it. But yeah, five out of five pints for me, hundred percent. But now we're shifting gears to a completely different movie. <laughs> we're shifting gears to the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. It hit theaters this past weekend. 
end. Um, I know a lot of people kind of went in with low expectations. A lot of people didn't really know what to expect with this one. Personally, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Have you guys? Nope. I've, I've only played it once, and it was a horrible experience because it was in college, and everybody... And, and the thing is, it's with a couple of people that just wanted somebody to join on board and just wanted somebody that knew oh, the game. The worst. Top. So, yeah, so, yeah, so like, the entire time, I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? And, like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, okay, But all then right. it's so open-ended, too, just, like, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't fucking Everyone know. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 basically just, it's basically just a nine-hour improv, but in, in game form. And <laughs> yeah. because, because, like, honestly, there's no right way to, I mean, there's a, there's a way to lose, absolutely, but there's no right way to play it, which kind of makes it a little hard, but... The thing is that with with certain, there's a certain magic to it that I want to get on board with, but I don't know, just just something about the game just always just kind of just disconnected with me. If that makes any if that makes any sense. Also, just the commitment. Whereas, like you know, you could literally be doing a campaign for like three days straight, and I'm like, nope, I'm I'm sorry, but I value my time. I'm gonna go play Resident Evil for three days. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but but yeah. But. So in case you're wondering, yes, Andres has played Dungeons. <laughs> that magical day in yes. October of 2006. Yeah. Uh, the stars align. <laughs> but yeah, so none like all of us, we like we've had little to no experience with Dungeons and Dragons, so we all got a chance to see it. What did we think of Dungeons & Dragons? So, as always, firstly, we'll give our brief thoughts of just what we thought of the movie. Then we'll dive into some spoilers about what we really liked, maybe what we didn't like. Let's talk about it. Let's start with Nancy this time. What did you think of Dungeons & Dragons? This time. You started with me last time. Then so. Khan, yeah, we're did. starting with you. <laughs> you started with Khan I mean, on the other side. I don't mind, second. but I'm saying. Give it to our guest. Go, Khan. Go, it's, go. It's a, it's, it's a nice <laughs> surprise of a movie. Um, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise, given how much uh, some people love Game Night, the, myself and Tom included. But, you know, we're still skeptical because this this is based on a property that yeah. we have no connection to. Yep. So, And the trailer didn't look that amazing, so yeah, I was a little okay. skeptical going in. But it's, it's fun overall. There's some times where, like, they really telegraph the story beats, especially at the end, where I'm like, okay, we can wrap it up. I know where this is going. Like, yeah. yeah. But overall, it's fun. Everyone looks like they're having fun, especially Hugh Grant. And, uh, yeah, it's, you, can, you can absolutely go in not knowing anything about Dungeons & Dragons and, and enjoy yourself. Awesome. Okay. Now we're going to go to Andres. <laughs> Psych, we're going yeah. to Nancy. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> he, just put, he just pulled the Dungeon Master on us, so that's fine. <laughs> you, you would that's know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no! I feel like you're going to have more to say anyways. Uh, no, I actually really like this movie. I was surprised. It was a pleasant surprise. I will say one thing with... Um, what that I've noticed with like the MCU movies is that they've been incorporating more and more comedy, which has been good. But I feel like a lot of times like the jokes will run on too long mm-hmm. or they will just be really obvious comedy. So I feel like this was refreshing to get a nice geeky nerdy movie that hit the comedy beats really well for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't where it was taking me out of the scene or it was like a very obvious joke. Um, even in the beginning, references. I was like. I was dying laughing when he's telling the story about his daughter, and he's like, sorry, it's just so hard to relive this without Jonathan here. (laughs) (laughs) Without him being here, so. And just, like, him, like, keep, you know, mentioning him. I thought just was so good. And the action scenes, too. I was impressed Mm -hmm. that they were 
really good looking and I was I was definitely invested in the action scenes more so than I thought I would be. So overall, I think it was a really uh, fun movie. Okay, cool. Andres, what did you think of Dungeons & Dragons? I thought it was far superior than the 1998 movie that we got. <laughs> well, that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the thing is, the issue with that movie is that that movie, it was... It was directed by somebody who knew the lore of Dungeons and Dragons and who absolutely loved that universe. But the problem is, he never really directed anything before or since Dungeons and Dragons. So, <laughs> so the thing shocker. is so, shocker. But the thing that was really great about this is that you have the two directors that have done Game Night, that have done Vacation, that have also have written. Spider-Man Homecoming and they've also are writing Flash as well or they've written Flash previously and just having somebody who knows story beats and who know just kind of how to twist certain certain twists and just make it seem a little more new than it, than it really is you know I thought they did a great job with this movie and like Nancy was saying the action I thought was really was really was really great but also the little gimmicks and the little Touches of the magic I thought was really great. Like the the teleportation portal I thought was really well utilized in terms of like, oh, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna use this to like, you know, sneak into the vault. And then just even the twist at the very end I thought was I thought was great. Um But man, but I will say one thing that this movie really does nail down more than anything else is the heart of the characters and the spirit, because it really does, like, no matter even if you've never played Dungeons & Dragons, like, these characters, you just like them right off the bat. And there's certain small moments here and there that, like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, got me teared up, but, like, it definitely made me feel something. And, like, there's so many moments in this movie that you can connect with in every character, like, you know, whether it's Chris Pine's character with, you know, his failure upon failure. I mean, like, that monologue that he has at the very end where he's like, oh, yeah, what, what like, what do you do? He's like, listen, I'm the biggest failure out of the bunch. And it's like, oh, like, that scene got me. And then just even the small little surprise of Bradley Cooper in the movie as well as yeah, Michelle right. Rodriguez's ex, um, <laughs> ex-husband. And, like, even in that moment as well, like, like that one also really got me and I'm like you know what this movie is succeeding on every single level and I just thought it was so much fun and then kudos to them for giving us probably the most adorable slash um, terrifying uh, little chubby dragon that we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> There's so little cute. about that. Oh my gosh. Like all, like all of a sudden it's just like, oh, uh, all right. Oh, it's kind of cute. Like, like he's, he's not, he's not even like, he's not even like burning them up. He's just like rolling around and all this other stuff. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> it just, it was so great. So yeah, that like, again, the humor was on point. Everything about this movie was so much fun. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It was so much fun. Yeah. Funny story really quick. Go for it. Uh, when we were watching it, me and Craig were watching it, and the scene where she goes to visit her ex-husband, <laughs> Craig, like, elbows me. He goes, watch. I bet you it's going to be Vin Diesel. And <laughs> just see Bradley Cooper is like, oh, the opposite of Vin Diesel. Okay. <laughs> that was actually, like, that so nice. Great. Like, that I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, is that yeah. Bradley Cooper? I was like, wow, they got oh, Bradley yeah. Cooper. I was like, wow. 
But, yeah. but, but the thing is that for, for this type of movie, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure if this was a much more higher-profile movie, it would have leaked in some way, shape, or form. But the problem is, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody... I mean, I don't think anybody really kind of cared about this movie until it came out. And then that well, was just Craig a really saying, great surprise. Craig was saying at Comic-Con they had hinted that there was going to be, like, a big cameo in it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they didn't say who, but so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's a lot of fun, surprisingly. It, it, basically, it really has, like, that Monty Python vibe that I loved, <laughs> where it's, like, it's really silly, and it knows it's silly. It wants to be silly. There's great gags that I think are just so funny that I feel like, you know, just wouldn't be in most, you know, comedies nowadays or most action comedies like this nowadays. The cast is fantastic. Chris Pine, this is one of my favorite Chris Pine roles. It's great to see him play a character like this that's so, like, the opposite of most action characters that he plays, and he's perfect. I really loved Michelle Rodriguez in the movie. I thought she was fantastic. Renee Jean Page was really funny, who was basically kind of like the Drax, the destroyer of this movie, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> where he just kind of takes everything literally, and he doesn't even know when he's being funny. Um, <laughs> but like the action sequences like Nancy said like that first action sequence where like uh, Michelle Rodriguez was like beating up a bunch of guys I was like holy shh I was like okay alright alright the choreography is like on point it's intense it's really well filmed and it's really funny too you know like him trying to get out of the ropes and he's like oh we got him now <laughs> and she's like she's literally the only one kicking ass it's it's just so freaking funny I, I loved it and you know I, I noticed that there were a couple scenes that they like made uh, like one take scenes where like there were some action sequences where like you notice it doesn't cut for a while and that they're really trying to kind of make it more immersive kind of like they did in game night where they have that like that one great that sequence one with the egg night. that's yeah. like all done in like one shot or at least made to look like that uh where they do that a couple times here and you can tell they've kind of refined that and made it look even better and it's really fantastic and they just have a good handle on tone i mean it's a movie that can be funny when it really needs to be it can be really heartfelt when it needs to be like that whole ending sequence where you know, Michelle Rodriguez's character dies and he can either use the resurrection stone that he has, you know, to bring his wife back or to bring, um, you know, his friend back. And then you get that little montage of, you know, all the time that that character spent with his daughter. And it's like this really touching montage that really works. Shockingly works. Um, and, and then when she's resurrected. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just when she's no way. Like, like the moment that was that, that she's resurrected. All of a sudden, she's like, "Did you really use that on me?" And then you're just like, "Oh God!" Like, 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 yeah. oh man, it was so just good. hilarious. It was just weird. It's like that moment. I really didn't expect for it to work, but then I was like, "Wow, that had like a good emotional payoff." Like that was really well done. And just like it's a movie where its heart kind of sneaks up on you and is really, you know, um, really well done. But the movie's really funny. It's just a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like that whole sequence where they're talking to the dead soldiers in the yeah, graveyard that's, yeah. my, that's my favorite that scene was, in the that, entire movie I was in stitches the entire time especially when they cut to that one guy who all he remembers is like slipping and hitting his head in the bathtub I was cackling oh my fucking god it was so like, freaking funny it's like oh no that, that, that that's not me that's my brother Wait a minute, is my brother okay? All right, you're dead. <laughs> and I just love it. Chris Pine just goes like, oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but just also, just even in terms of the writing, like in the writing and the wit and like just how clever that scene was, where all of a sudden, like he wastes four wishes before four questions right off the bat. And you're yep. just like, it's small little things that you're like, wait a minute. Oh my God. All right. Like I, I would have probably messed that up at some point as well too. Like it's like syntax and syntax and punctuation and grammar counts absolutely in that scene. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I, I would say that. And then the great side gig that apparently Chris Pine and the director's like 
apparently had to like fight to keep in the movie and that they're so happy they were able to keep was the sequence where Rene Jean Page's character he's like walking away and he's like look at him even like walks in a straight line it's like he's approaching uh, a rock is he gonna keep going uh, straight or is he gonna go around and then he goes like nope he's going over the rock <laughs> and I was oh my I was dying it was one of my favorite jokes in the, in the movie but again I love how silly the movie was I had such a good time with it till like my surprise and I would I would really like to see a franchise made out of this I really would I think it would be really fun although there is like a small part of people me. yeah with like the same cast just yeah. like a different same adventure yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you're talking about the same cast but new, uh, different characters no just like different adventures well, I, I, I thought maybe yeah. you meant like different characters but also Dungeons and Dragons well yeah they can add well, well, new characters yeah. but like I like this core yeah, yeah. cast they're great mm-hmm. there, there was a small part of me that was hoping that the post credit scene was going to be just a whole bunch of a whole bunch like like Literally, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, um, everybody as like real life characters playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they're like, "All right, great, we'll see you next week." And then that, and then that's just essentially what the next movie would be. It's just Chris Pine and everybody else, all as completely different characters, a la American Horror Story, but with Dungeons and Dragons. So it oh, gives okay. you like a slight reboot every chance. So like, I I I thought that would have I thought that would have been I thought that would have been um, that might have been something cool and something that could have at least propel the franchise. But honestly, but seeing the characters that we got in this film, I absolutely would not mind following them even further. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, honestly, the only thing I would say, like, that I didn't care for, like Khan was mentioning, very predictable. Like, you kind of know where it's going to go and you know how it's going to wrap up everything. Um, also, like, you know, some some things, like, some of the jokes are a little bit, some of them don't quite land like sometimes they're trying a little bit too hard here and there and some of them don't quite hit the mark but most of them do work but like other than that like there's nothing really that like sticks out like a sore thumb to me that i really didn't enjoy and like i was actually surprised I that some the, people, yeah. i thought, thought the visual Compl- effects weren't half bad either i saw but, some people complain about the cgi i didn't think it looked that bad no but, you know, i thought it looked pretty solid like no, no, maybe no. it doesn't look that good but no, no. A huge complaint it's the avatar no, effect I've, now everyone's like why doesn't it look like yeah, that exactly. <laughs> everything else looking yeah. avatar. No, but, but, but it's but but it's I, i've i've had talks about this about this sort of subject with um some of my friends who are in vfx who like literally they talk about the fact that people will complain about something looking bad as a, a vfx thing and it's like it's not necessarily that it looks bad it just looks unnatural to the human eye mm-hmm. and that's the whole point with all these characters and with all these creatures is that they're not supposed to look exactly what they're not modeled after anything in real life. So as people, we will look at that and we will literally be like, Mm -hmm. instead of saying it's not unnatural, they'll just say it's fake because that's the easiest place to go to. So honestly, yeah, no, I mean like honestly just certain things about this movie. I mean, it didn't, the VFX I thought was, was, I mean, a grand. Uh, I, 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 I bought I bought the VFX in this movie more than I did um, Quantumania. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did yep. it also rip no, off I the know. Avengers at the very end, where the the Sophia Lillis's character is literally just smashing the sorcerer? Oh, the I love that like, okay. though. That was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, that was funny. That was the puny god scene, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I thought it was funny. There's the way she was like really repeatedly doing. It's like. Dah! <laughs> I think what made it was when he was like, okay, I think you got her. And she stops and she like kind of moves. She's like, nope. And then like goes back to like beating her. So good. I, Love that. I, 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 will, I will say out of all the characters, Doric uh, was the only one that didn't necessarily get like a big like, like 
like a big arc, if that makes any sense. That's my one complaint she about the movie. She kind of gets sidelined a little bit. She she gets sidelined, but I could easily see them expanding on her character in the next film, absolutely, because you kind of feel like the, she's already a, she's already a fully formed character. But I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more depth in, into her character. But you know, because because her character ha- has like has like probably one of the like you know talk about the action scenes has probably one of the more inventive action scenes where she's you know she's spying as a fly and then she's mm-hmm. trying to escape out, out, out of the out of the castle and then like you know again she's changing into all sorts of different creatures and that was fun in itself just you know her going from the creature form and then going into the sioux and becoming the human form again right mm-hmm. again that was all That's very okay. inventive but but again i i think they pretty much kind of sidelined her because Truthfully, her story kind of maybe maybe was more formed than it than it it, it. it kind of felt like you know what, she's cool as she is. Let's just kind of leave her at that point. But I would have liked to have seen a little more extra on that. And I'm pretty sure that they probably cut some stuff out from the movie for that. She was she my favorite character, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, she like, did turn into a deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, like 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 she's great. She's absolutely great. And I think yeah. um, what's her name? Uh, Sophia, Sophia Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, Sophia Lillis, de- definitely. Yeah, exactly, from the It movies. I thought she did a great job with, with the material that she was given, for sure. I mean, I, I just feel like there could have been a little more that they could have done. Yeah. I like to replay the, the Red... Was that the Red Witch or whatever they're called? Whatever. The I thought that was also <laughs> Sophia Lillis for the longest time. I really? Thought, just looks, <laughs> I don't Dude, know. For she some looks reason, like I'm an Olsen twin. But I was like, this funny. looks like Sophia Lillis if you shaved her head. I was like, she played two characters, but then it was obviously the talent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was really good. And that scene where the it's the daughter, but it's not really her, and she starts like transforming. Oh into yeah, her. that was so creepy. fucking creepy. That was creepy. Oh, shit. Oh. oh oh wait wait wait. Talking about creepy, how how are we gonna forget about the loot scene? Oh, the Millie scene. That was hilarious. Oh, was it was, it was so hilarious. But the second, but the second that the face starts falling apart, the Millie like, Vanilli what? scene, as I call it, looks oh, better. Oh hey, my look, god, that looks better than Modoc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, a lot yes. of things. Too. It did. <laughs> yeah, <No>. that's true. <laughs> But, I love that scene. That but, was hilarious. Oh my god! But I, I, I must say, I love this era of Hugh Grant playing villains. I'm all for oh. it. I think oh, he's yeah. just having such a great just time. A step below. I mean, the combo yeah. of seeing his smiling face on a huge balloon, and then the whole <laughs> scene where he's complaining about how hot the tea is. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, you were gonna dip your finger into it. He's like, um, I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know you were gonna dip your finger. Now I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, but, but but also even just going with um, Bill Sar Bill Sarsgaard performance in the last film as well. I mean, Hugh Grant is eating up the scenes in this movie. I mean, yep. like it's like one of those things where you're like, man, you are such a piece of garbage, man. <laughs> you're you you like like you really manipulated this person. Like you really manipulated this man's daughter into hating him by merely saying oh he managed to he wanted the treasure instead of the tablet like it's like wait what oh you you are such a piece of garbage but yeah (laughs) yep it's just but he's so good at playing a magnificent piece of garbage (laughs) but out of five pints what are we giving Dungeons and dragons people let's start with uh andres out of five what are we doing out of five pints i would give it I would give it four pines. <laughs> you can leave. Four you can leave, <laughs> you can leave now. You can leave now. Wow, wow, wow. All right. How about you, Nancy? 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna go four as well. All right, Khan. Oh, well, then I feel like the idiot. I'm going three on a f- three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, that's fine. I feel like he's gonna go three. And like, Ugh, <laughs> Ooh. I should go three and a half. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <laughs> get a little higher. And I'm also going to go four. I, I, I feel like it's a, it's a really fun time at the movies. A surprise. It was definitely like one of the biggest surprises of the year so far for me. I had a good time with it. Love to see more of them. And it was just it was a movie that was just fun. It's like the definition of the word fun. It's just a good time at the movies, and I think it plays really well on the big screen. So if you saw these movies, definitely let us know what you thought of them in the comment section below. Did you love them? Did you hate them? Are you middle of the road on them? Let us know in the comment section below. And also let us know what you thought of the Elemental trailer. Let us know in the comments. We love reading your comments, so keep on leaving them. We always love seeing what you guys think of what we talk about and before we head on out let's let the people know where they can find us on the interwebs let's start with our guest Khan. where can the people find you uh i am still on twitter uh shocking uh <laughs> at the king Khan. uh i'm also on letterboxd uh if you care about reading what uh reviews i write for movies um <laughs> uh, and yeah you can just keep listening to this wonderful podcast with oh man <laughs> that was sweet as shit what am i a puppy <laughs> like, what? Yeah. i don't know maybe i'm actually talking to my puppy right here guys so <laughs> uh how about you nancy uh, PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And of course here, leave all the comments. I always reply. Okay. And Andres? You can find me on twitch.tv as Galaghost209. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galaghost. And you can also find me on the High Voltage Media YouTube page. Uh, we're going to be doing some more content and some more stuff very soon. I keep saying that every episode because... The ground is shifting quite a bit there in very new and exciting ways. We we got a really special guest uh, coming in as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I will I will probably uh, divulge that a little further later on down the line. <laughs> oh, but yeah, okay. but that's where you can find me for now. Okay. And also, you can find me on here. <laughs> really? <laughs> we can. <laughs> Or, or how about Tom? How about you plug the uh, the series that we did last time? Yeah. <laughs> that was just so funny. And you can find me here. Here. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then for me, if you want to follow me on Twitter and um, Instagram, you can find me at Tom Chattelbash, and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. You can, of course, find me here on the Film on Tap podcast, and you can also find me and Andres on our last of us recap and review show called the clicker and a bloater we reviewed and reacted to the entire first season of the hbo show all of those episodes are now live and up and running so give those a watch if you haven't done so already and thank you for tuning in to another episode of film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out we'll see you next time guys 